right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Turn Zero Gaming. It is technically an adult content. It's explicit, so yeah, kids shouldn't be listening to this. So anyways, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, adults of all ages. Uh, we are broadcasting live-ish from Oklahoma and Total Access Games in Virginia. How are y'all doing, Todd and Chris? Doing good, man. Pretty good. Slow weekend for me, but... That's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so this week, this episode, we are going to deviate from the banned and restricted list and uh, TTS Season League and all this stuff, and we're going to have some fun and talk about X-Men, uh, considering that our intro music is from the television show that we all watched in the 90s. We finally actually have a reasonable amount of information to start talking about these characters. AMG has given us a bunch of transmissions with their panel to play uh, sneak peeks, and they revealed both Wolverine, Sabretooth, and the cards that are going to be in their pack. So we've got a lot to talk about. So let's just jump right in and get into uh, Aurora Storm. She is the leader of Gold Team and taking information from the panel to play. We've got a couple of things to talk about since we don't have uh, a full character card revealed. So the first thing I want to talk about is her affiliation bonus, and then we'll talk about her attacks. So uh, quoting the article it states that her leadership ability, X-Men Gold, allows her to coordinate the movement of her allies, allowing a character to be placed within range one of a nearby ally once per turn, as well as granting cover in the form of mists and fog to any character targeted from more than range two away. So Kingpin is kind of, it seems at least, Kingpin is the the affiliation leader that comes with two toys in his toy chest. You've got the ability to move tokens around the board and your characters count as two models when attempting to contest or score objectives. Uh, Storm gives you the opportunity to teleport around the field and you have a form of protection. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about Storm? Just, just talking about the affiliation that she brings for her and her teammates. Oh. I like those uh, teleport abilities. You know, I've talked to Winter Soldier before because he gets to do a little movement cheating where he teleports within one of somebody. Um, seems interesting. I mean, I'm wondering how much it costs. I mean, if it's an affiliation, it's probably what one, one or two. And that seems pretty good for a movement. Um, it depends on the range a little bit. There's a lot of questions, right? Because we're reading off the the panel to play articles, so we don't have specifics on a lot of stuff. Uh, I think generally that's really strong, though. Yeah, I think I think a nearby ally probably means within range two. Two, um, yeah, sounds probably right. So it's probably a range two, and then you get to put the, the character within range one, mm-hmm. uh, and you have the base there. So it's effectively probably just short of a range three movement. Yeah. Um, I know we haven't played with Ant-Man and Wasp a lot in the shop, but I know there's people who really like them. Minion's one of them. Yeah, he really likes that movement cheating where you get to switch forms and move within one of wherever you were. So there's going to be a lot of cool tricks that come with it. Um, so I like that. Uh, I, I think it'll make them like you talk about, like kind of a Death Star formation where they have to stay together. Um, I, th- I think this can make this affiliation really good on those narrow objectives. Mm-hmm. This also sounds like a, a faction and a affiliation that the Guardians will absolutely hate. 
<laughs> I also think that this gives a lot of uh, momentum to Bomb Squad. We keep talking about it a lot, but their biggest weakness for Punisher and Widow is their ability to reposition around the battlefield because yeah. once you proc Doomed Prophecy, you super duper need to move if you happen to vaporize if you get like super lucky and you roll you know a bunch of dice and you get a bunch of crits and you just kill someone it's like oh uh i need a new target like generally you pop off the bomb with two or more targets but if you just get like the nuts roll twice you kind of want the ability to remobilize and punisher can do that black widow cannot but imagine if you have them inside of x-men gold and they can teleport and then on top of that, you know, Punisher can move again. Like now you have this, not only you have a big bubble to target enemy threats, but if you happen to vaporize them faster than you anticipated, now you can move around the board and your opponent really has to keep an eye on how close things are to the other. Because if they're not careful, you can, you know, shoot someone out, then use the X-Men gold ability to reposition and then shoot other people. And it's like, oh, uh oh, this is this is real nasty. I think I think it's also interesting with characters that have bodyguard, um, being able to reposition them mm-hmm. um, and not have to waste the move action. Uh, I mean, we we say it all the time. Any any kind of movement cheats that are out of action movement are really really good, um, and and her ability to give that to the team um, is really interesting to me. Um, that sounds really fun with spiders mixed in there as well. Mm-hmm. To be able to reposition, pull somebody, still have your actions left to do other things. Um, so it's really going to come down to what the cost is, I think. Yeah, and the range. Yeah. I also like it because thematically it gives characters who are straight up assassins like Wolverine, who we're going to talk about later, it gives him an opportunity to get into combat faster, which is exactly what he wants. Yeah. Uh, another character I think about, I, I know we dish on crossbones a lot and for a good reason, like on, in a bubble, in a vacuum by himself, he's extremely underwhelming just because his movement options are so limiting. But now we're starting to see a lot more team compositions, tactic cards and affiliations that can warp him into combat and I'm pretty confident if he gets in your face, he's going to be pretty tough to take down. Like the the biggest problem we complained about was like he just can't get there. But once he gets there, he, he can stand he can stand his ground. So let's talk a little bit about her attacks. These are much simpler, I think, in discussion. So the first one sounds like her basic strike. It's called lightning strike range four, four dice. And if you roll a wild throws out a shock. Yes. No. Maybe so. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's sure. a basin. It's yeah. a basic strike. Like I, four die basics suck, but it throws shock. Yeah, I mean, and it's a range is, four. Yeah, is shock uh, relevant in the meta? Like, I is think that so. something yeah. you want to see? Well, yeah. I mean, we uh, have been dealing with Corvus's coming in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from range and putting a beat down on somebody. And you mean you mean Corvi? Corvi? Corvus? <laughs> Cor- is it Corvus's or Corvi? <laughs> Uh, so there's some there's some big attackers out there and and some strategies that are specifically around getting those attackers engaged right away. So I think shock's pretty valuable. It's it's probably not the best status condition, but it's it's solid. Yeah, I mean if it comes along with a basic attack that generates you a couple power, I mean I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think I'm going to go looking for it. But, yeah, but if it's there. but And also, again, if I can attack at range four and you have to attack at range two, like any range sure. four attacks yeah. that are in there feel good. Yeah. Okay. Our, our next attack is called Hurricane. It just says on this article, uh, this is an area attack that throws out five dice, ignores line of sight and cover, and can bring flying opponents crashing down to the ground for additional damage. It doesn't say how big the AoE is, and it doesn't say what triggers this crashing down into the ground. So do you think it's like roll a wild, get a throw? Or is it like roll a wild, just get additional flat damage? I, that's tricky, right? Because it's on an attack. So we don't know how much it costs, but let's safely assume it's an area attack. Comparable area attacks cost, what, three, four? I mean, well, no, because like Thor's cost six, yeah. right? Um, and that's a range to six or seven die attack. Yeah. Um, and it has no additional effects. True. Really, right. Yeah. Uh, isn't, then, uh, isn't Daredevil's AOE two, like five power? His is five, but he gets additional dice for each character inside it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he pushes. And pushes. Them. Yeah. 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 So uh, this could be an expensive attack. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Um, it also could be like, I, I would expect for an AOE attack, it should probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of five. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's a safe bet, and I think it's I'd important love this to, to be say, like an AOE three. Uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I, don't I, know about I wish. A three. You can well, wish for it. Yeah, you can wish. The fact that it says can bring flying opponents down sounds to me like a wild. Yep. Or maybe even multiple conditions. Yeah. Or yeah. multiple die conditions. Wait, wait. What if it triggers on uh, actual flyers, like characters with the flying keyword instead? Just flat does it? Well, then that's a seven power attack. <laughs> 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 no, I mean like. I think that pro- uh, like I feel like if it's an auto trigger on them, then it probably ups the power cost by yeah. at least one. I can't imagine that they would put an AOE throw, but it does specifically say do Crashing. damage. I assume it's going to be like a one. Yeah, like well, if I mean, you're flying, you take one. Well, if you throw anything already, you take one. Yeah, so with collision, but movement displacement would be huge. I'm yeah. thinking it just says if your card says flying, take a damage. Uh, yeah, okay. Like, how much crap can they build into this attack and have it be reasonable, right? How, how big is the printed <laughs> and box if it throws, of this card? if it throws, you get to throw into other characters and stuff, too. So you're AOEing and then throwing the flyers into the other characters that are being hit. Like, that's too much. There's yeah, no this way is not Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't want Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> you know text what? boxes. I'm, 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 I'm digging this. Let's do it. I mean, maybe a push, but because it says one damage, I'm thinking it's just you're going to take a flat. Possibly. Yeah, it does say one damage. Right? Doesn't it? Well, it says additional Crashing damage. to the ground for, for additional, additional damage. damage. Yeah. There is no cap on that. Ugh. No. It, it's kind of like a, the explosive keyword where you target someone and then anyone within range two just takes an auto one takes damage. Takes one. Yeah, that's so kind of what it, I was it, thinking. How, how about for each wild in the roll, flyers oh, take God. one additional? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I do like that it doesn't hit allies. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um, I don't know how much that comes into play, though. Like, I don't play a lot of area attack characters. I guess, you know, beams are more relevant. Yeah. I feel like uh, X-Men might be more susceptible since they're all about this, like, teleportation and within range one of each other. And and especially if you guys are right and the bubble around Storm is real tight, then she's going to be rolling down the field, protecting everyone. And then if she gets powered up, she just throws out this hurricane and her allies will be close because she's providing this like protection bubble and she's not hurting them with her hurricane attack. So like thematically it kind of makes sense. I can, I can understand where, where they're going with this. Yeah. I, there's so many variables 
that that like there's a lot of what ifs in there. Yeah, <laughs> like the I, I hate these articles because they're, they're always so vague. They give you just enough information for you to be like, yeah, I'll put my pre order in. <laughs> like that that's the amount of information they give you. All right, well here's some more information we can talk about Aurora. Uh, she has a superpower for three power. She adds two additional dice to her next attack action. What do you think? Is that a good trade? We've seen a lot of these uh, spend X power, gain X amount of dice. Like Sabretooth has one where you spend power and you gain extra dice equal to the damage on your opponent's character up to three. So she's like a flat three power, two dice. You know, will you use it? Is it worth it? Or is this kind of like a, you know, you know, like a nuts roll? I need, you know, two extra damage. We'll just go for it, whatever. Yeah, I guess it depends on how expensive that area attack is. Yeah. Um, three power is kind of a big ask, in my opinion. But depends on how much effectiveness you get out of it. You know, and the article specifically says for Hurricane. So I think that's what they're thinking. And if that's the case, then maybe the, the power, the Hurricane attack is costed in such a way that you can afford to pay three for it. Or maybe that's like, I have 10 power. Now I'm going to blow you all up. Who yeah, knows? basically. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's effectively a Jarvis, right? Or, or, or AI. Friday AI? Yeah, mm-hmm. Friday AI. Um, so, I mean, I mean, that's effectively what it is. Um, yeah, and, and we know that's decent. How much other power her stuff is costing. Like, if all of those, like, her affiliation is just passive, she doesn't have to do anything to turn it on. If some of her other stuff that we'll get, be talking about soon is just passive, then she might have the power to spare to use it, you know, somewhat frequently a couple times a game so i guess we have to see all right so here's the last thing we're going to talk about and then we're going to move on to cyclops who i'm really excited about she has something called uh, goddess of storms innate superpower and it says uh, enemies must be within range three of storm to target her with attacks so she has stealth but she doesn't have it seems at least she doesn't have the stealth keyword is that relevant is does it even matter Do yeah because there are cards like marked for death that Cancel stealth. Cancel stealth, yeah. So, so she has stealth that can't be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Uh well, maybe. Maybe that maybe the the explanation of this card says stealth in it. Maybe. I so, mean, maybe she does have the stealth keyword. Yeah. So maybe she does have the stealth keyword. But I mean, as this ability sounds, it sounds like she doesn't. Uh, but it's range three, which is the same as stealth was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it checks the boxes to be stealth, maybe just name something else. Yeah. So you got to go brawl the gold team. Yeah, it, it sounds like they're going to make you get in tight. Yeah. And they're going to protect you while you're getting in tight. Yeah. And they're going to bring friends as soon as you come in tight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about X-Men uh, Blue with Mr. Scott Summers. So the Uncanny X-Men affiliation, we're reading from the article, uh, once per turn, when a team member declares an attack, any number of characters within range three of the attacker can donate one power, reducing the cost of the attacker's attack action to a minimum of one. So this, there's a second one we'll talk about here in a second, but this is kind of like a no matter the cost without taking the damage. So you have, say you have like Wolverine, he's about to throw, you know, fists into somebody and he uses a Berserker Barrage. And instead of him paying the power cost, he kind of subsidizes uh, power from other people around him to reduce the cost. 
Is that good? Is that bad? Is it playable? Uh, you know, range three is pretty pretty decent. I mean, and it's a it's a reverse R and D is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I, that that's the best way to describe it. You're you're giving power from other characters to one. Uh, where R and D is, you take power from one character and give it to the rest. I like power sharing. R and D is a, a real good card for me, so I like this a lot. Yeah, I'm I think just it's saying it's going to facilitate Cyclops. some dumb stuff. Yeah, I think I think I think that's going to be super relevant, uh, and and I do think that's going to get a lot of use. Well, and. I'm even thinking of it just at a super base level, like not getting too invested in what kind of stuff you could do. But let's see. Declares an attack. Does that count for a charge? Um, So you would charge, which is the move action, followed by an attack. Yes. Okay. So, well, you can't use this to pay for a charge. Uh, No, because that is a a superpower, not an attack. You can use it to pay for the attack after the charge. Mm, Yeah, just making sure. Um, So you could charge in. And then use your power costed attack instead of your basic for free. Yeah. I mean, and already, like, that seems good on Corvus. That seems good on well, Cor- oh. Corvus. doesn't have a charge. He doesn't well, have a charge. Not that he needs a charge. I'm just saying, like, you can use that to help pay for a Glaive's Edge right away. Uh, That's no, true. He, no, I, no. Glaive's Edge is a superpower. Death Blow. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I was We're, like, there's, there's something we'll in get there. there. We'll get uh, there. We'll get there. I'm already Thor, too tall, boys. And just let me, let me ramble. All right, man. Cool. <laughs> So I, I find this interesting because generally, if you watch a lot of the, the games being played online, most of the time, the paid ability, the paid attack maybe goes off once or twice during a game just because the superpowers are so much more potent. And, you know, your basic attack is usually good enough. This kind of allows more diversity in gameplay because now you can set up your board state where instead of spending power on these big flashy attacks, which we all kind of want to do, but it's not like a good idea because of the way you have to manage power. Now you can use your team to help subsidize the cost. And when you get in there and you're like, you know what? I've got like two extra bodies and maybe a no matter the cost. So I can use those two players to reduce the cost by one play no matter the cost you know if it's like a big attack that costs like four or five you take a few points of damage you suck a couple power off of your teammates and you get this big explosive attack off that normally you wouldn't really be able to i hear i hear you giggling over there oh i'm not giggling uh-huh yeah now i get to use pin cushion on bullseye suck it merzane yeah <laughs> But yeah, there are a lot of characters that don't feel like they get an opportunity to use their big attack because they're so busy doing other stuff with their power. Um, so that's exciting. Well, the other thing it does is it makes it feel bad if you go in and one shot a particular like low impact model. Um, so now all of a sudden this model is just each activation giving power to somebody else. You're like, you know what? Here, you need a power. Here, you need a power. Uh, and a good example of somebody Wong. that could... Wong, well, even better, Nebula. Nebula, Nebula yeah. Always has power and nothing to do with it. Oh, so she's going to fit so well into this. Same other use for Shuri too, and Shuri. That's like disgusting. Haw- Hawkeye actually has a lot of power and reserves mm-hmm. a lot of time. Um, so, like uh, some of those characters that can actually get some power generation are really going to be just much more their teammates effective. over yeah. and over now. 
I like it. All right. So the next uh, leadership-based power, uh, b- both of the X-Men have two. So field leader uh, represents giving Cyclops orders to his team to coordinate around the battlefield. This one I like a lot. This active power costs three power to use and allows a friendly character within range four to advance a short range. Thoughts? Um, I, I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate the fact it's on Cyclops. What? What's wrong with Cyclops? What? I don't like Cyclops. Why? I don't like him. It's a personal thing. What? T- tell us the story. <laughs> is this, it's is this like the Miles and Peter thing? Is it just some, it is some petty thing you've yeah. got to say? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Who's the leader <laughs> of the X-Men, Todd? I don't want to talk about it. Let's go. Oh. Well, who is it? <laughs> I mean, say, it's not of Gambit. course it's Scott, but he's also the whiniest little bitch in the team. So what? You think it's Wolverine? No. I, I would rather have Storm as a leader. Well, she is. I know, but... I just feel bad that he's got a good movement. Ability. So he wants the blue team power on somebody who's not Cyclops. I, I'd like this. <laughs> I'd like this ability with her fog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's what that's I want. Mean. Oh man. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised that we didn't get a uh, Professor Xavier leader model. Maybe. Oh, he's we in knew the we weren't getting Xavier. Not yet. Why? Not, not yet. He, he's coming, dude. If they've got Magneto, they've got to have Charles. He's like the counterplay. To sure. Magneto. Then I get to make more handicap jokes. <laughs> oh, get get oh, out. No. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, it was nice. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. So I mean, next he'll up, come out. He'll get to come out with some other cool stuff. There's like a whole bunch of Xavier specific stuff. Like I, I super hope we get him and Juggernaut because that's like Juggernaut his brother. That would yeah, be sick. Any of that kind of stuff. Colossus. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. He'll come out whenever they do the Illuminati. Ooh. ooh. That means go. we have Fantastic Four, bro. Don't do or this. Or Onslaught. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, or, ooh, Bishop. All right. Well, what about the ones that actually are coming out? All yeah. right. All right. All right. Yeah, we could talk about X-Men all night. All right. So both of Cyclops' attacks and several of his powers include optic blasts. Shocking. Oh, uh, wow. He has an optic depth. Would you shut up? <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a Debbie Downer. Everyone's like, yeah, Cyclops. Todd's like, uh, you sound like, you sound like Scott. Don't do that. Don't sound like the guy you don't like. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I've decided all future podcast hate goes on cyclops what yeah <laughs> crossbones has been freed wait all winter soldier hate. all winter, future uh, nope. no nah, i can't you, agree with this no winter soldier is safe now what i, I would rather take it just to optic devastation somebody <laughs> that sounds cool as hell why don't you tell me about this optic devastation all right uh, so the attack <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna tell us chris tell him tell yes him to the okay face. optic devastation represents the full force and fury of his mutant power <laughs> A torrent of force that can leave his targets reeling. <laughs> okay, range five beam for seven dice. Wow. And does concussive force. So if it hits a wild, the target loses a power and they're rattled and thrown off guard by the power of the attack, which is open to interpretation. Sounds like stagger. Stagger might be a little much, but they are getting the glasses totally off. Range He's five going beam. hard at them. Range five beam. I'd step on his for glasses. For seven dice. For seven seven dice. I'd totally step on his if glasses. If you step on his glasses, then you're getting optic devastation every turn. <laughs> <laughs> All he has to do is open his eyes now. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, you know he's going to open his mouth first. Yeah, that's what he does. Wombo combo. <laughs> oh, my glasses. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> Gene, get over here. Can you help me find these? Stop talking to Wolverine. I'm right here. <laughs> Logan, God. be a team player, dog. 
<laughs> and y'all wonder why I hate him. <laughs> no, no, no. I okay. What they did to him in Avengers versus X Men was he he kind of turned into a chump. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking about like '90s cartoon Scott. He was pretty decent. He was a punk. He Arrange was. my beam at seven dice is cool. You gotta admit it. I mean, yeah. So that's cool. You know, you know, oh, this attack it. is gonna be like five or six power though. You you know, I'm gonna be playing him anyway. I'll be like, I hate this guy. I'll probably like paint him dead. Just put him out there. I'm just laying prone on his. <laughs> <laughs> just laying prone on his base. I've, I've modded this model to be curled in the fetal position. <laughs> you just you just have him like looking up into the sky. It's like uh, it's like Todd, hippie Todd sky. didn't paint him. He just put a clown face with a tear. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, that's that's brutal. That's I got so no mean. love for this guy. I'm just you telling you right die. now. So. You, you know what he's probably going to do? He's going to take like a Wolverine head, an extra head, and put it on the Scott body. He's like, I hate this model so much. I'm turning him into Loki. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to come up something. <laughs> I'm going to do something to him. Just, I just, just wait say that until Deadpool comes out. That your hate for characters in this game has nothing to do with their relative strength. It's just <laughs> like your feelings about them. In every like piece of media outside of the game itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this has nothing to do with gameplay. <laughs> Todd is absolutely a Sith. So yeah, well maybe, maybe. But yeah, no, he looks cool. Like I mean, so, he looks yeah. he looks pretty cool. Like that beam attack, like that's legit. Like mm-hmm. I I I want to know how much it costs. Um, it's got some neat like special wording on it too. Mm-hmm. Like concussive force and target is rattled like it's got some weird keywords we haven't seen used yet really um so i'll be interested to see what they actually mean and how they translate i like that you get two different play styles with two different teams um yeah like storm is like feels like the aggressive one and scott feels like a bitch wow <laughs> so he's Gracious. paying free power to move other people into the line of fire he's is like, that what you're saying hey guys you guys get up here and uh, handle this i'm gonna stand in the back and shoot him with my eye laser no 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 you got you gotta say it whiny you be like hey guys can you like move up to the front please okay thanks i appreciate you right, See guys you form a Saturday. line can Come somebody on. get my glasses <laughs> guys can you form a line in front of me please I, I need a, someone to take me to the optometrist. I need a ride. Y'all help me, please. I'm in. I'm in. I can't see. Get Merzane in here to help him out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about my favorite announcement from the Brotherhood. Of, well, I like both of these guys, but Toad, the uh, the tongue lashing, super flash, hyper duper, what you call it. You want to talk about a weenie? This guy's a weenie. So he's tiny, he's wimpy, but he's got a lot of really fun abilities. So first up is the Tongue Lash attack, range three, and a wild result in the attack roll allows him to push size two characters a short distance away. I'm assuming it's like a range three, four, five dice, zero power attack. So, you know, it's kind of like taser webs, but worse, maybe? Uh, it sounds more like um, impact webbing. Oh yeah, yeah, impact webbing. You're right, but also worse. But well, also no, 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 worse. Well, so it you, they have range four, four dice. He could be a shorter range three, but five dice. So like maybe it could be. I I don't know. I don't see that being a five die, but maybe. I feel like it's a two die attack. <laughs> it's just to push the it's, it's just a lick. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just spit on him. <laughs> it's not like. You're passing germs. 
Like that's what you're doing with. He's there to pass the corona. He's like, (laughs) pretty much, maybe. But no, I I like this guy a lot too. Um, Especially this next part they're talking about with his uh, his tongue. Um, Why don't you read it? Tell us. Read about his tongue. I can't see that far. Wow. How how old are you? Huh? Why why do you keep sounding like Scott every single time we have you're like, ah, I hate Scott, I hate X-Men. I can't see very far. Hang on, let me put on my glasses, guys. Oh, there we go. Um all right. Chris, so, Chris, watch out for eye lasers. He might kill you. All right, so this thing is a, a, a superpower he's got called Finders Keepers. It's two power to use it. Um lets him grab an asset or civilian token away from a friendly character within range three, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of like the uh, criminal syndicate ability um, where he can just grab it and get the hell out of the way with it. I mean, picking it up from range is pretty huge. Yeah. We, we assumed he would have some kind of ability yeah. like that coming forward. Um, but I, I think that's going to be super handy. I think this guy's going to be flexed into a lot of wide lists. Um, I mean, he already kind of gets flexed into criminal syndicate, right? I think so. I think he goes straight in. Well, I don't know. So him and syndicate – doesn't really do anything more than the ability of the faction already, right? No, yeah, no, I mean, no, it just he adds can do to it. it, right? Now I can grab it from range, steal it from you, hand it off to somebody. No, no, it's from a friendly character. Oh, friendly, friendly character. character. Yeah. yeah. But, so but like, here's the thing. If you pick up a token in Syndicate and you don't have the power to throw it, he can run up and get it. Or if you have a character, say, say for example, you have like a frontliner like Kingpin, Toad can run up, lick it away, and run away, and then Kingpin can engage with the opponent and keep the power. So yeah. there is there is practical application to having sure. another character be able to lick away your token, and then you can just go ham or you know whatever the the situation might be. Can we use the word "lick" a little less in this podcast? Lick, licky, 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 lick, 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 licky. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. All right, this podcast just went way down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the other combo play, though. He has that hop superpower. So basically, you pay two power, and you can play. You can place Toad within range two of his current position, not move a short. So, as we know, being able to place within range two, you can hop over all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, any again, any kind of movement outside of an action is good movement. Um, yeah. The, the the problem I see for him is power generation. Um, I don't feel like he's the kind of guy that's going to be out there picking a fight, trying to generate power. Um, I do feel like he's the kind of guy that's going to get punched in the nose quite hard. <laughs> um, so like, I, I think he's going to have an – it's going to be an interesting play to see how he actually works. Now, him in the Brotherhood is probably a different story, especially with Magneto's abilities and how he can generate power for the rest of the team. It puts Toad online a lot faster. To me, he just looks like a reverse Nebula. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Like he's not. Yeah. They only talk about one attack. It's possible he may only have one attack. Yeah. The rest of it is just secure objectives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, let's talk a little bit about his last ability called Slippery. And it's a reactive power that costs two. And I agree with Todd. I think uh, Toad is a little bit power starved because if you want to use Finders Keepers, it's two. And then if you want to hop away, it's another two. And then if you want to use Slippery, that's a third power that costs two. So it's it adds up real quick. But Slippery is a reactive power that costs two and allows Toad to make a medium advance if he is hit and damaged by an enemy attack. So if, if he doesn't die... He can run away, which actually is pretty disgusting 
I mean, like he's a coward in the comics, but the fact that if you only stick like one damage, he can just pop two power and like run away. Like that's a that's a long medium move, and that can be very impactful. You know, the more the more I look at this, um, you know where he fits really well. Hmm. Avengers. You, Avengers. He's gonna say Avengers. Yeah, it's definitely Avengers. Like he can do all of these things for one. Yeah, that's, I I saw it coming. I mean, uh, he seems like a, a really good fit for them. Um, I mean, he's they have the tankiness to stick around and this guy, this gives him a backline runner that can help maintain control of points for a power, um, yeah. which seems, seems pretty damn solid. There's, there's some interesting stuff I'm thinking about, you know, when you maybe overextend a little bit, turn one to grab a token, you can have toad in the back line to pull that token off of the character that moved up a little bit. So you may be sort of sacrificing, I'm using air quotes, that character to pick up a hammer or something that's, you know, like a citizen or something like that. But you get to, if they don't die right away, you get to go grab it from them with toad. So even if they do take a bunch of focus, they're not going to then drop the token as well. Yeah. So there's some, there's some stuff there that you can do with them. Well, there's some other interesting plays you can have with him, too, where, where again, we'll have to see his stat line to see how much of this stuff is feasible. Um, but the idea that he could run out to the front, grab a token, and then if they target him and he takes a hit, he can just escape back to a secure yeah. objective with that, medi- for, uh, that medium move. The medium is, is pretty big. Yeah, the medium's huge. Um, like All the other characters with parting shot and whatnot have a small move away. He's mm-hmm. got the medium. Uh, that, that's a pretty big deal. So I, I'm really interested to see how his card comes out fully. Yeah, his health, his uh, defensive stats, and his threat are pretty potent. Uh, however, like it, it depends on what the combination of things are. So a lot of people think he could be a, a two-threat character, which means his defenses are probably like twos across the board, and he probably only has like four health. Uh, if he's a three-drop, he might have like threes across the board with five health. I mean, like there's a lot of things that kind of play into how viable he is that we don't know so we'll have to wait and see but let's talk about someone we have a lot more information about and i'm really excited to see hit the table uh magneto the big man who is in charge of the brotherhood of mutants let's talk about his leadership ability because this is extremely unique i think it's called from the ruins it benefits the brotherhood of mutants affiliation when a terrain feature is destroyed a number of Magneto's allies equal to its size immediately gain one power. So if you destroy a size three piece of terrain, up to three allies gain one power. So this leads back to what Todd was saying earlier about being able to feed power start characters like Toad by blowing up, throwing, somehow destroying terrain and powering up your team at the same time um we should probably also talk about his ability his innate power called metal construct since it goes in tandem uh if there are fewer than two these are those little metal pieces you see on his kits that are kind of floating alongside him so metal construct is an innate superpower if there are fewer than two in play during the power phase you get to place one of these within range three of magneto they are size two interactable interactable terrain, and Magneto gains one power for each one of them in play. So he can gain a maximum of two power 
plus his standard one power. So he's going to be picking up, you know, three power at the start of each round if everything is on the table. And if they're destroyed, two of your allies get power. He gets to make, he gets to recreate them for free. Well, one for free. Um, like this uh, seems pretty good. Magneto and the Punisher are friends. Yeah, they are. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, look, you ha- you're trying to contest a point and you have three guys standing on top of each other. Well, now there's some twisted metal wreckage. Oh, no, it's blown up. <laughs> <laughs> take two. You all take two, and I'm going to take some power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, an interesting part of that paragraph about uh, how that affiliation works it doesn't say when he destroys a terrain mm-hmm. feature or you destroy a terrain feature. It says when a terrain feature is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be some crazy power generation. And I really want to see the final wording of that. Because uh, that could mean like if your opponent throws a size four at you. Cool. Yeah. You know, I'll brace it and gain four power. Can yeah. you imagine a brotherhood mirror match where there's two Magnetos on the opposite side of the field and. Anytime anything blows up, everyone just gets power. Ugh. Sounds cool. Uh, sounds oppressive. Punisher is going to run out of Semtex. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you play it on, like, what, extremists? Oh, oh. There's a lot of cool stuff that could go down here. Plus, it's also, I almost want to say it's, like, anti-throw tech. Because, like, say your opponent is playing an overwhelming free show list. And they're just chucking terrain, chucking people into terrain. Like, do they still take that throw if they know they're going to be feeding your team power? Yeah, I know. Like, that seems like I thought the same thing. And then I was like, maybe I'll just put Magneto in that list. Yeah. 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 The Oprah Winfrey show is now a Brotherhood of Mutants affiliation. Yeah, because that also does make the Oprah Winfrey show better because you're adding more terrain to throw into people or throw How you like that? people into it. So yeah. we got to re- rework the whole list. Now I'm just hoping he doesn't call six like he sounds like. Now I'm imagining, I, I, he's, yeah, he's now six. I'm imagining Magneto walking out onto the stage at the Oprah Winfrey show. Like, Hello. <laughs> Hi, Good evening, friends and allies. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Going to talk to Dr. Phil about his vandalism problem. Yeah, bringing up some old stuff from the past. Go there, Dr. Phil. He'll crush this whole set. He'll bring it all down around you. Oh, man. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about his shrapnel blast attack. Uh, When you use the attack, this is probably one of the most interesting attacks we've seen yet. So when you use shrapnel blast, you can choose to measure the range of the attack from Magneto himself or from a metal construct within range three, destroying it after you make the attack. (laughs) So not only can Magneto place these tokens within range three of himself, but he can, if he's within range three of a construct, he can shoot from the construct. And then after it blows up, two of your teammates get power. So something that I was talking with Merzane about is this is a very similar ability from another game called Hero Clicks that uses Marvel uh, IP. And I believe it was a Charles Xavier piece, and he had a, a special ability. This was a long time ago. I could be wrong, but I believe it was him. He had a, uh, a mind blast attack that he could uh, shoot from any of his allied members, and he was a utility character. So basically, he sat in the very back. He could boost the entire team with like re-rolls and stat boosts, and then if he wanted to attack, he could attack from anybody else. So he was this really uh, oppressive character because he could just 
shoot from anywhere and you couldn't attack him because he was just so deep in the backfield. This is a little bit more limiting because you have to be within range three of a construct. But I mean, think about it. If you're within range three of a construct and then the construct does a range three attack, that's like a range six plus the size of the token, the base. That's a big distance to be able... That's a, that's a significantly big bubble to just pepper people with attacks. And you can be pretty deep in the backfield and you're not going to get hit in return. Yeah, that that's a massive attack. This dude's mm-hmm. got to be six points. I'm thinking so. <laughs> He's just got to be. I mean, I, I also wonder about his defense. I know we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm going to bring it up now because it's relevant. Because he has his helmet, he has a mystic of six. And you would think because <laughs> of his good. ability. What? Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. good. Hey, I'm Mordok, wondering about his other stats it. because I could easily see him having higher defense than normal just because of his abilities, particularly physical? I, I don't think he does. Um, I don't think he has a higher defense to physical or energy because he can also use those constructs as cover. That's true. Um, so I think he's going to be like a 3-3-6. Three, three, mm-hmm. What if he's like a 3-2-6? Um, I, I, I don't think I care. I play him anyway. <laughs> you got to do a lot of work to get past all of the obstacles to go attack him anyway. Yeah, please come in this range six-ish bubble and hang out. It, it's like a range six and a half, because if it's a yeah. small base, that's like, ugh. Yeah, that's it's pretty gross. Yeah, hit me, charge me up. Okay, now I'm going to do a strength six area two attack in your face. Break your glasses, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your glasses from you and throw them through your head. Oh, that's a good point. That's what I'm going to do to him. You're going to steal the dude's glasses. That's how low this has gone. <laughs> I'm going to put them right through him. Real nice, dude. Yep, Magneto did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, what's even more interesting is you know that he's got to have a throw. Uh, and you also might as well assume that he flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and do we know if his uh, terrain pieces move with him? We, we do not. It, it just says you place one within range three of him during the power phase. So I'm under the assumption they do not, but I don't know. Because that's another interesting thing that I was worried. If he's just like got these metal constructs just going with him. <laughs> we um, also don't know if he gets so, to place them well, when so you the place reason, him on the field. Well, the reason like, I does ask. Does he start empty? Well, the reason I asked and, and what makes it relevant is they're on a base. Mm-hmm. Which means they're designed to use the movement tools. Ooh, um, okay. Because if okay. it was just a piece of terrain, like why wouldn't you just make a piece of terrain? Why do you even need to put it on a base? Well, I mean, it is placed within range three, so you got to use a movement tool there. Um, I mean, I could do that off of any terrain piece. Yeah, yeah. but but the range ruler is not the same as the movement tool. Right. This oh, is designed sorry. for the movement tool. Whatever semantics. Semantics. Maybe, Semantics. maybe for a power he can uh, reposition them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think there's something else there. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he pays like like two or three power, and he can like move them short or medium. And, and but I mean, Chris might be right. It might just be for a simple way to be able to get something to a base that can define the area, right? Uh, but like, I yeah, but I mean, it feels really weird that his small size base is it's a. Uh, size two and we have cars that are way bigger than that and those are size two as well well every character in the game is on a small base pretty much except for rocket and a couple of ant-man and wasps or maybe it was just something as simple as they knew that magneto is going to be in a box by himself and he's going to come with the sprue with four 
What? No, bases he comes with on it. They're <laughs> so like, they hey, you know what? To use them. We're, we're not giving you any extra bases this time, guys. We're gonna make we're gonna make something out of them. Yeah, I but have a bunch cool. of extra bases or, just sitting around at home. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, it's something that'll interact with the character we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Okay. I just I thought that it. was interesting. Like, I, I mean, it'd be really simple just to make a, a size two terrain piece you could just put in there yeah. with him. But they they made these based. So you know just, what? Maybe they did it to keep the cost down because if they make more terrain that's not on a base, that might increase the cost of production. Why? I don't know. Have you seen things that people charge for with board games? It's crazy. Well, I mean, I'm just, I, I don't think that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I just, I, I think it's probably something that comes more more down to exact measurements. Because if they had a random piece of shrapnel, you could do that range three from that character and turn it some particular yeah, way. Turn the, the and, and make edge. it stretch. Yeah. yeah, like you could probably do something like that with it. So this might just be a way to make that clean and simple. Uh, I, I really hope it does something like it moves with him, though. It's going to feel real bad, though, if you forget it at, like, a tournament. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, I only have one tur- uh, one of my metal pieces. Eh. Yeah, because, like, it, I also don't think, like, this makes this terrain pretty much particular to him and not, like, board usable terrain, really. Oh, no, you know what? There's a piece of, or there's a model that you bring around with you that's about the same dimensions, and you don't play in them anyway, and that's Ebony Maw. Oh, you mean um, <laughs> you, you mean Cyclops. <laughs> you got the wrong name. But Ebony Maw is about the same height as oh, one of those Lord. things. It's a small base, and you're not playing them anyway. So Yeah, yeah. We, we've got the right, replacement Cyclops. tech. If you, if you lose <laughs> one of these pieces of terrain, you can replace it with the Crossbones and Winter Soldier. You're not playing. No, nope, be- nope, they're off limits. They're no, no. fine pieces. No, no. They'll actually see play on the table. People be like, why are you playing that? And they're like, well, this is my new uh, metallic It's my new train. Cyclops. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> Magneto's just dragging Winter Soldier around by his arm. He's <laughs> <laughs> See, it does work. Winter Soldier has vibranium. It's a thing. So let's talk <laughs> about a character Todd probably won't be so hateful about, and that is Logan. Oh, my AK, God. A.K. Wolverine. Uh, Todd, why don't you tell us a little bit about Wolverine uh, just because a I think he's really good and b this is in my opinion I think Wolverine is probably going to be the more iconic model on the table than anything else M- maybe Magneto but most people love and know Wolverine so well well so here's a little tidbit about Wolverine he's short mm-hmm. um and he stole Cyclops's girlfriend Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what made Cyclops a whiny bitch. Interesting <laughs> little bit of info. Mm. <laughs> All checks out. <laughs> that, so just a little bit of information there. Um, this and, and dude's, he's Canadian uh, too. This guy's pretty gross. Um, so he's a seven health with a medium move, size two. I feel like you should be like a size one and a half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cost four points. Um, he also has four physical defense and a three energy and a two mystic. I feel like that's in line. Makes not sense. Not smart. Yeah. Not not a brilliant character. Well, no, he's not. He's not designed to do math for sure. Um, he's, he's got not a really minion. yeah. He's he's got a really good basic attack here. Range two, uh, five die attack. After this attack is resolved, character gains power equal to damage. Sure. Um, on a wild, it gives bleed. It also pierces on a wild. 
So that's a nice attack. That's a nice base attack. I love Pierce on basics. Pierce and bleed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really good. Um, and then he's got his his spender is a range three, seven die attack. Uh, before damage is dealt, place this character within one of target. Seems good. Seems good. Um, if this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, if the character is size three or less, yeah, just throw him just throw him short. Yeah. Just throw him into Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seems like a good place. Uh, now, for his superpowers, uh, his first one, what I do best, three power, takes an action. Uh, this character immediately makes a move action, followed by the animantian slash attack. Um, so his, his base attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is this? When, this? when making this attack, each wild in the attack roll counts as two successes. So he gets ox um, base. Yeah, I like that it specifies that you're using the base attack. As you know, the charges normally don't yeah. use whatever attack you want. This is making you use the basic, which is still a super strong attack, so it doesn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. And wilds are double successes and pierces and bleeds. Yep. Like that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot For going three. on there. For three uh, power. You, you know For who three. you don't want to use this one? Mm-hmm. Modoc. Modoc. <laughs> So Modoc just straight wrecks him, evidently. What are you doing? <laughs> I feel like you did it wrong if you ran into him with Modoc. Just like, no, no, you, you, you got to do it with the Patton Oswald voice. Get off of me! Yeah, that's not Patton Oswald. I know. Uh, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, so his uh, his next two abilities are always on. Uh, the first one is uh, his skeleton. Um, when determining if this character can be thrown or pushed by an effect or special rule, uh, he's considered size three, which I think is really cool. I've talked yeah. about this with a couple other characters. I thought they should have that. Um, but the other one he's got is a healing factor two, and he's immune to stun on his front. Mm-hmm. Um, the healing factor two is pretty nice because at the end of turn, he heals. Um, no, no, at the end of activation. Lot. Yeah, at the end of activation. Um, that's what I meant. He, he heals. like, And I think the only other person we have that has this right now is Nebula, and she heals at the start, right? Mm-hmm. Sabretooth. Um, well, he Sabretooth comes with him, and he also has healing factor. So, now the only real difference on his backside is that he's no he's now immune to stagger, and he loses two health. He's five on the floor. and he and he loses two health. Well, this he he also factor. has wild rage. This is a big one. Oh shit! Yeah, he also picks up that one. So wild rage um, adds one die to this character's attack roll for each damage he has. Um, additionally, this character cannot interact or hold objectives. So if you flip him, he's pissed. <laughs> he's super pissed. Um, and you can't slow him down. Yeah. But he still gets to keep the healing factor too. So like, mm-hmm. you better finish him if you hit him. Um, he's he's super interesting, man. Very solid. Very solid beater. So yeah, he is. He's a straight up beater. Um, he feels a, like he's a big boy. Well, I mean. He's just going to go in there and waylay. Like that's mm-hmm. what he's going to do. That's that's what he's designed to do. He's designed to do it really well. He just doesn't want to play with Modok. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he really doesn't like it when you hit him with Mystic attacks. So, yep. I guess um, if you guys, as soon as Wolverine comes out, just stop playing with your Mystic stuff, he'll be great. <laughs> defenders. He does not like defenders. Defenders wrecks this poor little fella. <laughs> Well, you, they, you just called Wolverine a poor little fellow. And they, and they don't, they don't, they don't give a damn about his skeleton. 
<laughs> I could just imagine Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange's attack becomes a limerick. He's like, Logan, I want like he like does the man from Nantucket and Logan's like ah! <laughs> He just gets frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I I don't think he ever wants to see Mystic. Oh no, no, no. But I don't think he has much of a choice. No, he'll get it. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. gonna take some mystic tags. <laughs> Surprise, Logan! Brain blast! All right, before we move on to Sabretooth, I want to talk about the tactics that were revealed from uh, AMG that come in the box, because I think that they're relevant to the conversation. There is the Weapon X program that basically, for three power, allows Wolverine or Sabretooth to throw themselves short range, and then they don't suffer damage if they collide with anybody else. You also have the Exceptional Healing Tactic, which for three power reduces the amount of damage suffered to a single point. So it's Odin's blessing for uh, characters with healing factor. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And you get alternate art one, two punch. Yeah. Alternate art. Yeah. I like Yay. the fact we see a sentinel on that card too. Mm-hmm. Cause like maybe it's coming one day there will be a sentinel model. And you know I, what? I want Kingpin's going to throw it. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. He's going to headbutt it specifically. He's going to headbutt it and then he's going to throw it with Hail to the King. Wow. Hail to the King such a good attack. Um, so if you're listening and you want more of a breakdown on Wolverine, we actually wrote an article about him and Sabretooth in depth. So uh, we're not going to spend too much time talking about it because we have uh, written form content. But uh, Wolverine, is he good? Is he bad? Will you play him? Seems solid. I don't uh, think he's like crazy spectacular, but. Yeah, I, I'm. All right. This is going to be a real unpopular opinion. OK, here we go. Um. You remember how I felt about Venom? Oh, God. Oh, no. No, like, no. I mean, a character with a defensive weakness like that yeah, is like, just setting itself up to get yeah, like blown that, up. That, that is sketchy to me a little bit. Um, now, saying that, the fact that he has a healing factor that I don't have to take an attack for and roll dice on mm-hmm. makes him better, right? Um, the fact that he's in the X-Men and he's going to – hopefully he's uh, affiliated with both teams. Um <laughs> So he can be, so he can actually be um, put into watch, Storm's team. So they watch have to him be, be on gold, and not on blue. He's not with uh, Cyclops. They have a falling out. Uh, you know what? That, I'm fine with that. That makes sense. I mean, I don't even really need Cyclops anymore. Oh. <laughs> you just made my choice for me. The indiscriminate hate. Why? Yeah, I don't like Cyclops. In case Why? anybody's wondering, there's there's a lot of disdain for him and me. Um, what did he do to you? Just show us, just, just just show whining. us on the doll. Where did he touch you? Yeah, that's about what it feels like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Wolverine actually does have some legit play because of Storm's affiliation bonus. Like she can cover up his weakness a little bit, um, which I think is very relevant and. Venom doesn't have that. So I feel like Logan outside of affiliation is going to feel worse than inside affiliation. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's fair. All right, like I said, we have an article, Shameless Plug, so go check that out because, like I said, there's there's a lot of stuff we went into in the article that we're not going to go into in the podcast. And same thing for Sabretooth. We want to kind of mix it up so there's lots of content available, but we're not double dipping. So let's talk a little bit about Sabretooth. Uh, I'm going to throw this to Chris. I want to surprise you, keep things fresh. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Senor Victor Creed? I was ready for you. I even got the card up. Man, uh, you guys I'm are so Sabretooth. smart. 
I think he's interesting. Does he have arch nemesis Cyclops? He's all- <laughs> <laughs> If anything, he would have arch nemesis Wolverine. No, no. Um, <laughs> what did you do? What have you done? I'm broken. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make uh, alternate art cards for Todd, and all of his characters are gonna get an extra little box. I'm gonna says, put it on every one of my yeah, characters. Everybody I'm just, I'm just gonna send you some stickers that say. Uh, I could just meet Todd's affiliation. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my affiliation. Nemesis, Arch nemesis Cyclops. Arch nemesis Cyclops. <laughs> Anytime you just you just attack the Cyclops. <laughs> There's no affiliation power. It just says Arch nemesis Cyclops, and then the text just says bitch. <laughs> if opposing player has Cyclops model on the board, break it. <laughs> It'll cost me two power. And maybe like $15. And probably friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Man. Well, I guess the Cyclops <laughs> This There's guy's a dark. character in the game that is not named Cyclops. Yep. <laughs> Um, I like him already. He's uh, <laughs> six health. He looks very scary. Uh, he, he's like, ah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll see that in the podcast. I looked at the card and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this fellow is aggressive. <laughs> uh, he's a long mover. Ding, ding. It set off all sorts of bells and Sogi said because he loves long movers. Yep. Yes, I do. Uh, he's size, size three, uh, four threat. His defenses are three, three, three. Uh, his basic attack is Claw Slash. It's a two-range five die. After it's resolved, gain power equal to damage dealt. It also has Bleed on Wild and Pierce on Wild. So exactly the same as Adamantium. Yep. His uh, second attack is called Savage Predator. It is a two-range seven die attack for four power. The only thing it has is a special condition called Finisher, where you have to have a Wild and a Hit die. After this attack is resolved, this character may make a Claw Slash attack. This character may reroll any number of attack dice during that attack. So if you hit a wild and a hit, he gets to make his basic attack and you get to reroll any number of dice in that attack. Pretty good. Which is good if you hit wild and a hit. Wild and a hit. Not too big of an ask. A hit is a pretty common die side. In the wild, you know, every attack almost has some sort of wild on it. So when well, seven dies, you're almost guaranteed one, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty high percentage. I think, I think Minion said it's like almost a 50-50. Uh-huh. And we, uh, we did some math on this, too. I don't remember the specifics, Sugi. Maybe you did. But the fact that he gets to reroll any number of dice on a five-die attack means he's going to average a pretty high number of hits on that. So too. so Minion is our math head. We like using humans to do mathematics. Um, and so he was saying that the odds of hitting finisher with seven dice is about a 50-50 without a reroll. And then if you get the finisher to trigger... It's approximately 70% to roll a wild inside the claw slash using the reroll any number of attack dice during that attack. So you you're if if you get the finisher off, you have a really, really high chance of sticking that bleed through claw slash. Um, and then he has three superpowers. The first is no mercy, which is very similar to the Wolverine's power we just talked about, but it's a three power. During the next attack this character makes this turn, add one die to its attack roll for each wound the t- target character has to a maximum three. I guess it's not Ooh. the same. It's the reverse. So it's Ooh. preying on characters that are already damaged. Like Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> He's just damaged goods. 
it's weird when I play against Todd, Cyclops is the only damage character I have because he doesn't target anyone else. It's it's very bizarre. He just runs his entire force down the field to kill Cyclops, and then he does it again, and then he does it again. Down. But, uh, but then, power, it, can you play field dressing on your opponent's characters? Because he keeps trying to do that for some odd reason. Bring him back so he can beat him again. Yeah, you're like, uh, I'm going to attack Cyclops. Okay, uh, field dressing. Okay, I'm going to do it again. Okay, med pack. Okay, he's dazed. Uh, I'm going to play field dressing on your Cyclops. What? what? Yeah, I'm going to attack him again. I need to do this. Let me have it. I'm going to try that. Poor Cyclops. I, ju- I just see like a bunch of models around him like kicking him while he's down. He's like, hey, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna attack your Cyclops. He's dazed, dude. No, I'm gonna roll into him. <laughs> He's not off the board. I could still attack him. Wait, I need what? to do this. Uh, just let me do this. <laughs> you know that damage doesn't count. It I don't care. Me, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I All rolled right, well, six hits on a Cyclops. Second ability. <laughs> this is getting awkward now. <laughs> it's called Untamed Force. Uh, for two power, after an attack against this character is resolved, it may use a superpower. If the attacker is within two, this character may make a claw slash attack targeting the character. can only be used once per turn. So pay two, get to take a basic attack as a retaliation. Oh, nice. Seems pretty good. That's not bad. That's a, that's a daredevil. Yep. Um, his third superpower is always on. It's called aggressive. After an attack targeting this character is resolved, if this character suffered wounds, it may advance short towards the attacking character. And take a shot at Cyclops, I think, is the other part. Right? Yeah, it says that right there. <laughs> yep. um, so something so. something fun to talk about. There's a combo where if you take damage, you can use aggressive, and then you can use untamed force to counterattack. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And he also has healing factor one. Yeah. And I don't think anything changes on his backside. doesn't look like it. No, he's the same across the board. And how much health is he total? 12. Six and so six. six and Twelve. Six. Oh, man, I like him a lot. I like him a lot also. A um, little more tempered ag- aggression than Wolverine, I think. Yeah. And he punishes you potentially really hard for going into him. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Wolverine's just like, ah, mind bullets, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they asked ah. <laughs> ask me a, a, a question. No. <laughs> Wolverine, what's two plus three? Ah. Uh. Uh, I like Sabretooth a lot. He seems pretty good. I like that long move, um, obviously, and um, the counterattack's real spicy. I like counterattacks. I like anything you can do out of turn that can deal some damage. It's like a legit counterattack, too. It's not that roll four dice, hit wilds and crits. It's like, I'm going to go a full attack into you. Yeah. Which makes him scary. And you know what that really pays off with Storm? Yeah. If you put him in that affiliation, they got to be in two to attack you anyway. And then he's going to guarantee a counterattack. Yeah. If they get I, have a, I have a team question because I don't know how this works. I think I do, but I want to pose it to you on the show. Surprise. So if your opponent attacks you and you use untamed force and you land the bleed, would they take a damage at the end of their activation? Yes. Because yeah, they would have bleed on them. Ah. So if your opponent has two health left, they better be careful because if you stick the wild... Like and the pierce, you could potentially get one damage through, and then you they could, bleed out. You mm-hmm. could day Cyclops on his activation. <laughs> Unless he shoots you from five away, with his giant beam. Yeah, that, that's another way you could day Cyclops. You I, are so I, hateful. I really like Sabretooth. I, I might like Sabretooth more than I like Wolverine. 
I, I do too, actually. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about the fact that being able to get a bleed, like if, if you're attacking on your last activation or your last action during your activation and you have low health, you better be ready for a potential dazed character. I, I think he feels as bad to attack as Venom. Um, mm-hmm. Like Venom was the first character that really had a legit counterattack and, and that in and of itself, not the healing portion of Venom, but just the attack itself was enough to kind of scare you if you were sitting on a couple damage and like, am I within range three? Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably shouldn't attack here. Well, and there's some scary stuff that happens too when you take aggressive into account. So if he's being attacked and he hasn't activated yet, you do damage to him. He gets to move into you, counterattack, and then activate and maybe kill somebody right there. Yeah, he can he can do some scary shit. He's just, I think, better than crossbones. Uh, he's definitely better than crossbones. <laughs> so not only did he take crossbones <laughs> superpower, he's also just better than him. Yeah. Yeah, I can say I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's a yeah. long mover. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Crossbones, dude. Poor yeah. Winter Soldier. Send, send an email to Will Pagani. Complain there. I mean, that's Merzane's thing. I'm not complaining because I don't like crossbones. Ouch. Hmm. I mean, I, I I say that, but I put him in my criminal syndicate list. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my favorite um, explanation for these two characters was Sploosh. He and I were talking, and uh, we were talking about the articles because he was enjoying them, but he was saying... Uh, uh, I believe that an easy way to explain it is Wolverine is a brick and Sabretooth is a saber or a sword. Um, Wolverine, you just can't get rid of him. You you chuck him as hard as you can. He hits you in the face. And when you try and punch him, it hurts. Whereas Sabretooth is a little bit more nuanced. He goes for very specific points on the body. He's not trying to, you know, beat you to a pulp. He's just trying to stab you in very critical spots. So you just die. Um, he's a lot more nuanced to operate, but if you become proficient in using his character, he can get a lot of work done uh, when applied correctly. Whereas if you use a brick, you just pick it up and start punching someone in the face with it. Like it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I th- Sabretooth gets to do some interesting stuff. He's a character I probably don't feel too bad about moving long and putting on a point because I dare you to mess with him. Yeah, if you go into him, you're probably gonna take some damage back. Yeah. So he's not going to stand there and just tank it up. He's going to bring it back to you real hard. And do you want to commit that much to getting your own character killed? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. And it, I don't think he feels real good to throw a low impact character or mm. like sometimes you'll throw a smaller character out there just to tie somebody up. Mm. And I don't know how well a smaller character is going to tie him up. <laughs> <laughs> Toad. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you put a Cyclops on Wolverine, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure Cyclops is dead. Well, there's always this. <laughs> There's always those situations where like Wong's on a back point and you're trying to contest it with the character. I don't think and, Wong's and ever. Wong's like, I guess I'm gonna swing at you. I'm gonna try to punch you and Sabretooth's like, do it. I dare you. <laughs> I, I really dare you. I like it. Do it. <laughs> Wong's like, okay. I got nothing else to do. I'm gonna wind this one up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes for the Wong slap, just whack whack. And he just gets mauled to death. They're like awful. <laughs> Back point mauling and Doctor Strange is like Wong, where are you? I need your oh god, what the just, fuck? <laughs> you just hear this screaming in the backfield. Just a bloody gee, yeah. <laughs> just, just a shredded up 
<laughs> just, just a bloody yee. That's another thing too. Like you just you don't incidentally attack this guy just to try to generate power, right? Yeah, yeah that, that doesn't really like a- matter who you're attacking with. I mean, there's opportunities in the game. I'm going to swing on this guy. I want to try to generate a couple power. Do you though? <laughs> do you really want to do that? I, I just imagine like the camera like zooming out and like. Sabretooth and Wong are like behind a dumpster and you just see like the claws flailing and blood going everywhere and the bloody gee like thrown over the dumpster. It's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's gone. Mm, man. Yeah. Dr. Strange is like, where, where's Wong at? Like, where'd he go? Hello? There's nobody there anymore. What? It's just silence. There's nobody there anymore. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we've gotten there. What else you got? Like, well, I mean, let's uh, – so once again, we're going to plug the article. There's a lot of really good content. But same question for Sabretooth like Wolverine. Uh, yay, nay, will you play him or not so much? I'm, I, I think yeah. I'm going to play Sabretooth. I'll, I'll give them both a shot. I think I have more long-term hope for Sabretooth than I do Wolverine, but I'm sure people are going to find sick ways to use Wolverine. Uh, I mean, he's definitely playable. Like, I'm not saying he's not playable. You know what would be good with Wolverine? Drop off. Yep. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yep. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Well, here's a here's a question because we talked a little bit about Wolverine out of affiliation. What affiliations does Sabretooth go into? Uh, Cabal. Yeah. I mean, Cabal would love another long mover at four points that can actually generate a shit ton of attacks in and out of turn. Mm-hmm. Like he gets a lot of value there. Uh, and, and it also helps turn on his extra dice pretty easy um, if he can generate a couple extra power from attacks. I don't know um, one that he doesn't really feel good in, honestly. I mean, that would give Spiders another long mover and some rerolls on defense. I don't I don't think I'd play him with Cyclops. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Todd, Sorry, why man, are you I, so – why? I don't know. I'm, why? Just, it's been a long time of hate for me and him. He's been saving this up. For I've been years. I've been waiting. I, I haven't even brought it up before. I just kept it inside until we <laughs> I, actually. I'm really scared when we dissect his character card. What horrible things are going to say? Because it's it's pretty bad now. Uh, no, man. I'm 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 really excited. Scott's in the game. If these I'm, guys were both four costs, they'd be solid flexes. I think it's a little harder to work them in as four. But oh, I don't mean, think so. you mean three, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I think I think they're great at four. I mean, and that healing factor is. Like we just kind of glanced over it because like it, it is what it is. Um, but I think that's amazing. I think that gives mm-hmm. these guys such longevity on the field. Um, I, I honestly think Sabretooth has more time on the field than Wolverine, um, mm. especially especially in the current structure of things where Mystic attacks are just so heavy and Modoc so prevalent. Mm. Like I think Sabretooth just holds that line a little better. Yeah, I agree that's with fair. that. That's fair. So, like, not looking at it from a casual perspective or anything like that, but looking at it from, like, a competitive side, I feel like Sabretooth has better play. Yeah, I'd agree it, with that. It is incredible how one additional defense die makes such a difference. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't I don't think Wolverine's bad. I just – I'm a little hesitant with that that two mm-hmm. mystic into a field that's got a character as strong as MODOK shooting mind bullets at him. Yeah. And a whole affiliation that can shoot mind bullets. And a whole affiliation <laughs> that can shoot mind bullets. Hawkeye oh, with his mystical arrows, like just wreck a Wolverine. That's gross. Yeah, yeah I think Sabretooth just fits in a lot more places. Also, long moves real good. You can make an argument for any affiliation almost, I think. Yeah. 
So well, my, I, my one counter to the mind bullets thing is any character with healing factor does have access to the exceptional healing. So for three power, you can just flat out say, oh, hey, you're rolling in like seven damage. Uh, I'll pay three power. It's one. Yeah, cool. I'll pay for that after I've been dazed the first time. <laughs> like, I mean, like it's three power. Like yeah. it's it, it, with that weak of a defense, it, it's possible he could just get erased. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it happen on other characters. But I, yeah, I'm, I mean, Modoc takes out regular three defense people with that yeah mystic attack all the time yeah like it, it can definitely happen i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm not saying it's something that's gonna happen like clockwork or every time he's on the board i'm just saying like i know how my dice work it's a liability <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the todd syndrome is real huh yeah like so i just try to plan around that yeah so okay well, let's get on out of here. It's been a really good show. I do want to do a quick plug. So we are going to be broadcasting a new show, a sister podcast, actually, called Air Quotes Advanced R&D. And Todd was a guest on the first episode. So Kenny and Merzane are going to take a look at building rosters. Now, this is not the same as other shows you might have heard where uh, things get super competitive and they're trying to build like the most meta-defining list possible. Uh, they're taking a fun approach and they're going to have specific stipulations for uh, affiliations, what you can, what you cannot do. Um, it's more based around the idea of someone comes into your local game store and they say, hey, I want to play Marvel Crisis Protocol, but I don't like MODOK or I'm not a big fan of Wolverine or, or Cyclops, Cyclops, if you're Todd. And so they go through uh, building a fun and functional roster. Without Cyclops. Without Cyclops. <laughs> but they're going to have fun and unique limitations. So there's entertainment value. There's informative stuff. It's kind of like Animaniacs. You know, it's coming back. I'm so excited. But you get you get this really fun bundle of a podcast. Uh, Todd, why don't you give us a little heads up on uh, what you guys talked about? You know, a quick blurb. Like, you know, did you have fun? What are you excited about? Because I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a really fun show. Uh, yeah, it was it was actually really interesting. Um the show that we did, we actually sat down and the stipulations were we had to build a roster with criminal syndicate and guardians. Um, and we couldn't I couldn't use MODOK. <laughs> um, so I had to I had to build an, with them. I, so I had to deal with Merzane telling me I had to take crossbones. Um, <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun, man. And it was pretty cool. Um I'm looking forward to the other part of that because evidently I'm going to have to play with a roster at some point. Oh God! So, yeah, like, oh yeah. Well, 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 well. We won't. We won't spoil everything. Yeah, but, I'm just going to leave it there. But there's a lot of surprises. There's a lot of it's. It's a really fun show. Like this is a show where we talk about all kinds of stuff. It's fun because Todd just hates on people and we laugh about it. Um, they have a yeah, completely Mike. unique. <laughs> <laughs> Venom, uh, but I, I am very excited for people to uh, check out uh, "quote unquote" advanced R and D. I think uh, it's like rosters and development, so it's 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 all kinds of fun. So check that out when we release it in a couple of weeks. Also, we've been grinding out a lot of articles. So, like I said, we've got one on Wolverine and Sabretooth. We've had a lot of great uh, feedback on those. So we want to hear from you. You know, what do you want us to write about? What are you excited for? Um, you know, check us out on Facebook, check us out on discord. We are streaming like crazy and we've got YouTube videos online with all kinds YouTube of games. videos out the wazoo. 
Yeah. Come check them out. Like, subscribe. Yeah, we are pumping out content like crazy, and you, the audience, we want your feedback. So leave reviews, let us know how we're doing, tell us what you want to hear, what you want to see. We want to interact with all these amazing people inside of this community. So uh, before we get on out of here. Except Cyclops. Except Cyclops. Why am I not surprised? Uh, Last thoughts before we go. Closing thoughts from Todd and Chris. Go for it. Don't worry about Todd. I know what he's going to say already. Give Cyclops a chance. That's my Cyclops can suck my dick. <laughs> you sure you want to risk that if the visor's like popping <laughs> on your pelvis or something that might go off? No, 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 no. <laughs> Must unsee. Why? No. God. All right. Uh, I, no. Okay. That's it. I'm done. I'm going. I'm going home. I'm going to go wash my eyeballs. This hurts. All right. We'll see everyone next time. And as always, Excelsior! Excelsior!